As someone wise once said, people haven't always been there for me, but music always has. Before we dive into this episode, I want to remind everyone to like, comment, follow, subscribe, share, and rate us. We appreciate you so much and every little bit helps. Now let's get into the episode. It's a good one. Welcome to Talking Swift with Megals. I am Jester Dolphy. And I'm Ruby Royal. And we're all Swifties. And we're excited to start this podcast. Welcome to the very first episode. Yeah, we're going to talk about all things Taylor. From her music to her outfits to all the craziness. All the Easter eggs. For the first episode, we thought we would start by introducing ourselves and explaining more of why each of us individually likes Taylor Swift. For those who are listening in the future, we're recording this episode on January 14th, 2024. This is going to be very in the future for everybody because it's not coming out this week yeah it's not coming out right away it's gonna come out in a little bit uh, a couple taylor weeks. was at a chief's game last night so that was the newest thing so we're gonna go through some of our favorites first what is your favorite era oof okay i thought about this a lot and I think it's Midnight's because I do love all the looks from it were just amazing. Lover has a special hold on my heart too, but I, I still think Midnight's is winning out on my favorite era. It's just so pretty. <laughs> Such a pretty era. No, I agree. I think Midnight's was a really pretty era for sure. It's kind of a cool aesthetic. Mm-hmm. The whole the like 70s. Thing is like my vibe too so like every time she comes out with like me and her have the same star sign so every time i see like a sagittarius star sign on like her purse or like I'm also she sagittarius. The- we got some sagittarius in here and michael's sawed one out it's fine that's okay <laughs> it's hilarious because most of my really good friends are sagittarius but yeah no i i love the midnight's era as well it's really it's really cool looking and i like how she promoted it mm-hmm. you know i, didn't I think it's cool that she like instead of having it in the lover house it's like on top mm-hmm. like she did it in the sky instead i really like that because i was like how is she gonna add another room in the house <laughs> yeah <laughs> but... like is it one of the boarded up rooms what's going on yeah. <laughs> so i thought it was kind of cool the lover house the is why I theme. love lover because it's just so it's so pretty to look at and so many little things in it. I love just details. All right, what about you, Ruby? What's your favorite era? I put down Reputation just because I really loved the whole going dark on social media mm-hmm. and like all of the like little glitches and like the whole. I love yeah. the snake aesthetic. I yeah. I I don't know. It's just like a whole like bad bitch vibe that I just love about all yeah. the snake and you know and then just the whole taking back her reputation and everything mm-hmm. i just thought it was such an iconic era that that's probably my favorite at the moment yeah. these are all just my current yeah <laughs> we should also know that 
for most of these answers, they're probably in the moment. I know for me personally, it always changes all the time because I just love so much of her work. It's also different that Mm -hmm. like it's like hard to even compare them together, right? Like it's, they're all completely different vibes except for like the sister albums are pretty similar in that way. But like most of them are so different from each other that it's hard to like even just compare them side by side. Mm Mm-hmm. Plus, as she goes through her eras, we're going through our own eras. I know I was in my reputation era, and then I was in my lover era. Uh-huh. And I'm kind of like living mm-hmm. in my midnight's era, just vibing. So mm-hmm. it's going to change with where we are in our life. Yeah, that's very yeah, true. For sure. My favorite era is also reputation. And a lot of that is similar to what you said, Ruby. It's like the bad bitch vibes. And- <laughs> I was in my reputation area era for a really long time (laughs) yeah I always come back to it because it's kind of like well you're gonna talk about me and you're gonna try to make me look bad no matter what like you're gonna do that and I'm just gonna you know do my thing and try to not let it phase me you know I honestly see it as like the era of like sticking up for yourself and just like not taking not taking shit from anybody which I love and I carry part of that era with me for the rest of my life, as I think everyone should, mm-hmm. being able to set boundaries for yourself and all that good stuff. That's that's why I like that era so much. Yeah. And I just love the snakes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a snake tattoo because I just, I love snakes. So <laughs> I just, I love the whole aesthetic of reputation as well as the message behind it. It's definitely a very badass era and I've already warned mm-hmm. like everybody in my life as soon as rep tv drops i'm going back into my reputation era (laughs) i don't care i'm going back the vault tracks are gonna be unhinged (laughs) it's gonna be insane i'm so excited but we should talk about that (laughs) so what's your favorite album because this could be different it doesn't have to be the same answer so jess what's your favorite album funny enough my favorite album's reputation (laughs) <laughs> I listen to it while I'm cooking. I'm dancing in the kitchen. I do, I'm doing the Eras Tour cho- choreography while I'm like cooking at the stove. I love that album. It's just someone said it was the original love album. Like it's more of a mm-hmm. love album than lover. And mm-hmm. I hear that when I'm listening to it. Falling in love, even though like you're at your lowest. It definitely is a love album. Like, mm-hmm. as much as people say it's the bad bitch era, it is still very much a love album. Mm-hmm. It, it is the bad B era, but it's also like, come on, King of <laughs> like My Heart. He falls in love. Endgame, like, yeah, it's I love that, that armor yeah. cracking album. It's the baddie fallen in love, you know? Yeah. You get to see the underneath. Yep, I agree. Uh, my favorite album, funny enough, is Midnight's right now. <laughs> <laughs> Reputation is definitely my like close second. I listen to both of them pretty frequently, but Midnight's just I don't I'm just in my Midnight's era currently right now and <laughs> it came out at like a pretty like pivotal time in my life where it was like very relatable. So I just always go back to that album. So yeah, Midnight's is <laughs> currently my top reputation is very close behind though and when rep tv comes out you know there could be a shift <laughs> yeah this one's really hard for 
I always like go back and forth all over the place with this one. They all have a special place in my heart in different ways. I don't know, like six months ago, I would have said folklore. I keep going back and forth. What do you listen to the most right right now? I listen to all of them on shuffle. So not helpful. <laughs> Megal's favorite album is the Eras Tour. Yes, yes. yes. That was an album. It. Yes. I need an album because I need certain mixes of certain songs. Yeah. yeah, I would love acoustic versions of all the surprise songs that she's done thus far. That would yeah. be awesome. I need that. And is it over now? Out of the Woods remix, like mm-hmm. right I now. Need, I need the Don't Blame Me going into don't mm-hmm. look what you made me do i need that transition in my life <laughs> I, I also it. i really need the reputation tours version of i did something bad in rep tv i need it somewhere where i can stream it without it being on youtube <laughs> i also need a listed affair the heiress tour version oh i love that yeah. version so much okay so the heiress tour <laughs> gun to your head what would you say your favorite album is right now currently temporary first album that comes to your brain i don't don't know i still i still really love folklore and i also really love speak now taylor's version okay but then i also really loved rap and i guess currently currently those are probably my top two folklore and speak now taylor's version favorite song jess Currently, I'm singing Nobody, No Crime, like there's no tomorrow. My favorite song is actually Long Live, Taylor's version. It's it's definitely helping me. I know it's like a message to the fans and it's like a friendship one, but it's definitely helping me plan my wedding. How the kingdom light shine just for me and you is the vibe I'm going for. <laughs> I love that. What about you, Ruby? I have like a few songs I've been listening to on repeat recently, but like there's not a whole lot of like deep meaning behind them. I just think they're really catchy and (laughs) I don't know why I've just been, but like Mastermind's been like on my brain a lot recently. All Too Well 10 Minute Version (laughs) has been like on repeat. So I just love the lyrics in that one. Poetry. Words. Yeah. Like just the wording. Oh, I just love it. Yeah. And then I just really love So It Goes and Dancing With Our Hands Tied. Those are like my top mm. repeats right now. Don't know why. That's they're just, okay. <laughs> they're just up there. And The One. I don't know why, but The One has been also mm. really... Because it's there. so good. It's just, they're it's so, so good. good. <laughs> those are just current favorites. They yeah. change all the time. <laughs> like those are just within like the last week. I've just started listening to those more often for some reason what about you megals um my favorite song uh is still you you're have losing one? me that one is also you're losing me is still such... my favorite ever since it came out it's been my favorite yeah. that was a stab to the heart it hit me if yeah. that had been like because i didn't hear about it when it like when she'd first like mm-hmm. kind of dropped it or whatever and i only heard it when it dropped on spotify and if it had been out when i was going through it mm-hmm. i would yeah it's a great song and very well written and the fact that it's like got the heartbeat mm-hmm. for cpr yeah like genius because also, it's really like you're losing me trying to do cpr one of the authors song. on it it's it's uh an anagram of capillaries really yeah, oh so it's a so genius. heartbreak is essentially quoted as a author. Damn. Yeah, no, that's also a really good song. It's I haven't been yeah. listening to it recently, but in terms of one of my favorite of mm-hmm. her, like just written more of her, just I think it's a genius song. Is mm-hmm. that one's definitely mm-hmm. up there? It really just encapsules it what you're feeling in that 
yeah like yeah. if you're in a relationship like that you mm. that's exactly the feeling that, that you're feeling. is exactly how i felt yeah. in previous relationships and just for her to put that into like words you know mm-hmm. and music along with that to make you feel even more it gets me every time so i don't listen to it very often anymore because it just makes me really sad yeah but it's a very yeah. well written song for sure. All Very right. good choice. What was the next question? Favorite lyric. Okay. I narrowed it down to two. One is really long, Same. so I'll do that second. <laughs> okay. Uh, the first one is, uh, I'll stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. That is a uh, good lyric. The, the other uh, is from Marjorie. Never be so polite, you forget mm-hmm. your power. Never wield such power, you forget to be polite. And if I didn't know better, I think you were listening to me now. If I didn't know better, I think you were still around. Like, yeah. I feel that, like, I always feel like I'm always talking to people in my life who have passed, and I always feel like they're listening and, mm-hmm. like, sending me little signs that they're listening. And that whole song, like, resonates oh, yeah. with me. Just such, good choices. Oh, really good. Such a beautiful song. She has it so is. many good lyrics. <laughs> yeah. This was hard. I literally looked up a yeah. list of, like, the best Taylor Swift lyric from every song. I disagreed with a lot of them, but I was, mm-hmm. like... Just mm-hmm. trying to get an idea, and mm-hmm. then I saw the one they picked for Marjorie. I was like, "That's not my favorite line in Marjorie." And I was like, "Actually, I really love mm-hmm. yeah. these lines in Marjorie." Funny story. That's partly why I had the idea for this podcast is because I was like listening to a bunch of Taylor Swift stuff and then disagreeing with what they were saying. But I want to talk about why I disagree. Oh. oh yeah, I see like all the tweets of like all the skip lists, and I'm like, "No, why would you skip that song? I don't understand." <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good song every time i see the one on a skip list i'm like why yeah. who hurt you all right ruby so i also have two but these are also just current ones yeah i just think like all of her lyrics are so oh. well written she's such a great songwriter it's really hard to like pick a few i've narrowed it down to current two um so my first one is from invisible string and it's hell was the journey but it brought me heaven oh, I, I just think that. that's such a like beautiful line i love that lyric yeah and then the second one is from all too well and you called me up again just to break me like a promise so casually cruel in the name of being honest i'm a crumpled up piece of paper lying here because i remember it all too well one just of the like best. like i heard that for the first time and i just felt like i got stabbed in yeah. the heart and, and like crumpled up and do a piece of paper (laughs) that lyric that is one of the reasons that i have loved all too well for as long as i have i have uh piled and hooked on the 10 minute version sometimes when we only have a 10 minute drive he'll play that for the whole car ride it does not feel like 10 minutes like somehow she made a 10 minute long song that does not feel like 10 minutes i know at all like it just flows so well and like the first time i listened to it i was like okay like this doesn't really like it just keeps going but doesn't feel like it like just keeps Mm -hmm. going on like it just it flows so well but yeah that was a great choice ruby all too well for the longest time just the regular version before she came out with the 10 minute that was my favorite song for honestly a lot of the lyrics in that song are top tier so good it was a quiz people did online who wrote it taylor swift or shakespeare because just some Mm -hmm. of the prose she uses is just so poetic that people thought it was shakespeare 
That's why I don't understand, like, people who hate on Taylor Swift, like, fine, you don't actually like the music, but you can't say she's not a great songwriter. Yeah. Like, her lyrics are just, even if you don't enjoy the actual song, like, you can't say that she's not good at writing music. Her imagery is just... What's your favorite lyrics, Michael? Okay, so my favorite lyric currently, (laughs) I love all her lyrics. Currently, I love the lyric, I'm getting tired even for a phoenix, always rising from the ashes, mending all our gashes that's from you're losing me it resonates with me because i feel like i'm a phoenix too so it just that line just hits me hard because i am tired even for a phoenix i'm trying to look up the actual lyric because there's and like when you said that i just mm-hmm. thought of another lyric that always sticks out to me from you're losing me mm-hmm. and now i need to mine is uh i wouldn't marry me either yeah that's it's a, a good chronic one. people pathological people pathological people please i try not to listen to it too much because it makes me cry the slowest way to kill someone is not loving them enough or something maybe oh, it's not from you're from losing high me. infidelity oh that's a <laughs> I don't know why, but I also love that lyric a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, there's di- many different ways that you can kill the one you love. The slowest way is never loving them enough. There That's... we go. Oh, and the first time I heard that, it really, like, it also hit me really hard. That so is I, think, I think about that line a lot as well. Like in all the yeah. so- all of her songs, she has... There's just, there's so many good lyrics. Even if it's a song that you don't, like, go back and listen to a lot, there's still something that stands out to you about it, you know? Okay, so what was your favorite Eras Tour outfit dress? Okay, uh, as soon as she came out in it, that blue Speak Now dress. I screamed. I literally screamed. It just, she looks like Cinderella, and it's just so pretty. And I was like, I want that (laughs) in my wedding dress. Uh, But my very close second is uh, the Midnight's bodysuit, the dark blue one without the cuts. I know everybody Mm -hmm. loves the cuts one. I I personally like I see a lot of people say that that they hate the cuts because it looks like cat nipples or something. I it, love both. Yeah, I don't. Honestly. I don't see it. For the, open the one, one piece one. I I can understand not liking the other one, but it, that one's definitely not my favorite. But the the full dark blue bodysuit and those shoes. Mm-hmm. I said if I ever hit Lotto, I'm buying those Louis Vuitton boots because my God, they are everything I want in a shoe. So my favorites, I think it's from the folklore set, but I haven't actually seen the Ares tour because I haven't seen it yet, so I don't want to spoil too much for myself. But it's like that green leafy Mm -hmm. dress that she has. Yeah, I love that one. It's (laughs) so pretty. Yeah. Like, it just gives, like, fairy cottage, like, whimsical. And then I also love... The man pink version, just Ooh, because yeah, that one's really I cool. love the man. It's just such a great song, and it just gives like boss bitch, you know, vibes, which I really love. Like the whole girl boss, love mm-hmm. it. And then I have like a third one because I love the speak now, the purple, like big poofy. Oh yeah, I just love that one. Yeah, it's just so iconic looking. Those are my three. The first time she came out in that purple one, oh, oh man, it's was... so pretty. Jaw that jaw. one is like. <laughs> I think that was the Speak Now dress I had. I can't remember, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that might have been the one, but I don't know. Just like everyone said after the concert, like you kind of forget a lot of it. Cause well, because there's so much media about it, right? And you're on such a high that yeah, I had the purple one. when you come down, 
from the high, you kind of get amnesia. That's what tons of people have said about the concert. Yeah, when I rewatch it, like, because I also didn't watch it before I went to see it because I wanted it to be a surprise. When I rewatch it now, I'm like, I don't remember this, but I know Mm -hmm. I saw it. Yeah, Yeah, I've been trying to keep a lot of it, like, kind of more of a surprise, but, like, there's so much, like, media of it now. Like, it's been out for so long that Mm -hmm. I've seen, like, I know lots of things that are coming and stuff, but I'm trying Mm -hmm. to keep, like, some stuff a surprise just so. Honestly, what you're seeing is not even, there's, like, things It's, like, little tiny clips and. I was so taken aback. I know there's definitely still going to be things that I'm not expecting, so I'm just trying not to, like, actively look up Paris yeah. tour things. But if I just happen to see a video, I'm going to watch it because I love Taylor and I just love watching her in concerts. <laughs> so my outfits, you guys have already said. I was going to say the green folklore outfit, just because I, I love that one so much. And I, green's my favorite color, too, so that also You look so good in green. And Yeah, she does look really good in green. Green and blonde looks hair. Looks good in every color. I mean, that's true, but <laughs> yeah, I think green with blonde hair is a really good combination. Mm-hmm. Then also the Midnight's outfit that you said, Jess, and then the Speak Now Purple dress. Those are my well, that we all favorite. have the same favorite. <laughs> Well, should we get into the beginning of why we like Taylor so much? Oh no, am I starting again? Yeah. So I became a Taylor Swift fan actually when her first album dropped. When it came out, um, I just really liked it. I I wasn't really a big country fan at the time, but I was like, oh, I kind of relate to this. I was a few years younger than her. So like it kind of was at a time when I was like, yeah, I kind of am going through similar things. And then... I would fall in and out of the fandom, but like what really pulled me back was actually how she announced Midnight and um, dropping the songs and how people were dissecting it and trying to figure things out. I love, I'm a sucker for details and just hearing all these little details she was hiding in songs and hiding in music videos and hiding in her outfits. I was like, I got to get into this. I got to get back into this. Like, what the hell have I missed? (laughs) It's been a rabbit hole ever since. So I'm a newer Swifty for sure, but I do remember when Debut came out, I do remember being a really big fan of our song. I just thought that one was really catchy. So I have been like a casual fan for Mm -hmm. a lot of years. And then I really started becoming more of a fan when Reputation dropped just because... It was just such a good, bad bitch era with all the good music. And then from there, it all just kind of snowballed. And then I would more just classify myself as a Swifty when Midnight's dropped. As I kind of said earlier, it just came out at a really pivotal time in my life where it was just really relatable to what was currently going on. And then I kind of had started going back and listening to her older albums just to kind of like see what I'd missed out on with what I hadn't listened to that thus far. And then by the time the Eras tour came out, I was full-blown deep diving into all the Easter eggs and music videos and all of that good stuff. I haven't seen the Eras tour in person yet, but I am delusionally confident that I'm going to go to one of the Canada shows this year. But Ticketmaster hates me and I've got waitlisted 12 times already, so... But I'm going to get tickets and I'm going to see her. It's going to happen. I guess it's my (laughs) turn. When she first came out, I did not really like her, to be honest, because at that point I was like really, really against country music and I was just really not into it. 
And with Love Story, I really didn't like that song. And it was playing on the radio all the time and like in stores all the time and stuff. So I was one of the ones that was kind of annoyed by her for a little bit. But then when I was going through my separation in my bad relationship, then I was listening to Pandora. I was listening to it on like shuffle or whatever, and it kept bringing up Taylor Swift songs. Then a lot of the lyrics pulled me in and I was like, wait a second, who is this? And I was like, oh, it's Taylor Swift. What? And then I just started to get pulled in with mostly like fearless white horse forever and always and songs like that Um, and then some of the speak now songs pulled me in as well those all really resonated with me and so I started to become a a casual fan at first but then I I just started to get hooked and hooked on her music you know now that you mentioned like being annoyed and stuff Mm -hmm. with her at the beginning I do remember a brief period where like when shake it off came out Mm -hmm. and I just was like I remember it would just play on the radio all the time and I used to kind of just be on like the bandwagon of like, oh, she's so annoying. Like that song is so annoying. (laughs) I also had a small phase of like, even recently, because my car aux cord broke, so I've only been able to listen to the radio and all that's been out is Karma or Antihero. And those are the only Mm -hmm. two songs that she's been like, that they've been playing of hers. There's a whole Midnight's album you can pick from if you want recent music. And then once in a while I hear, is it over now? And that's it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where are the rest mm-hmm. of her good songs? So play, play more variety. is what they market as a single. I yeah. know. And that's yeah. where I know it gets annoying because it is the same songs over and over again. I just wish they would choose. The song, yeah. It's overplayed. Yeah. I hate that part of radio where it just like gets overplayed and then people and then people get annoyed and they hate Taylor because of that and it's yep. like no if you actually listen there's way more good songs. I <laughs> wish they were able to market like... more songs as singles. There's so many songs to pick from, you know. A lot of them are better than like what's being played over and over again. I mean they're all really good songs. Yeah, they are good. Arguably there are some better songs that are not uh-huh. played on the radio that nobody ever hears unless you're actually a fan and like do a full deep dive of the rest of her discography right so then after that i was i was a fan and i was around during the 1989 era i was kind of like a a hidden fan because a lot of people didn't like taylor at that point i was like not i wasn't i can't find the right words (laughs) yeah i wasn't super open about how much i like taylor yeah because there's a huge stigma about like a lot the majority of people thought she was Mm -hmm. annoying and Mm -hmm. didn't like her and if you liked her then you were no not the right word but it was embarrassing to be a fan of her back then right yeah and i had a couple friends that liked her but then i had a couple friends that didn't know that i liked her and hated her so they would talk bad about her with me there and i was like uh i was like "Mm." (laughs) i just didn't say anything but i was like "Uh." and then i kept it a secret that i went to the 1989 concert i just remember like wanting to post about how excited i was but also being like i don't want anyone to see this oh i'm jealous i haven't seen her in any concert yet that was i wasn't like a big enough fan yeah Mm -hmm. i wasn't a big enough fan at any of the previous tours to Mm -hmm. like justify spending money on going and i really wish i had now because it would have been so much cheaper than trying to go to air's tour right now but i really wanted to see reputation and i couldn't get tickets 
that would have yeah, been I wanted probably to the tour I would have too. wanted to go to the most. But yeah, I really wanted to go to Red Reputation too, but I just, oh. I couldn't financially at that point. Ever since I became a fan of hers, I just have been like, I've been a continuous fan of hers, but I do have to say that I haven't really gotten into like the lore and stuff of hers until more recent years. Like, cause I just wasn't following all the social it's media a stuff, you know, but I, I wasn't, I've I've been a continuous fan of her music and lyrics since I started. Yeah, if I could go back, I would definitely want to see the Reputation tour. I see all the, like, Mm -hmm. videos from it, and I'm like, oh, that would have been, like, the coolest tour to go to. So sad. Um, The other thing about her, which I know lots of people say this about her music and stuff, the timing of when it comes out, and she's going through something, she writes about it, and then it comes out. It comes out at the same time as other people going through stuff. And so then it resonates with you, and it hits you. It's what happened with the nights. Yeah, it's just like you're going through stuff with her, you know, Mm -hmm. together. You're going through the same thing That's... she writes really relatable music and she humanizes everything and validates all the different feelings of different situations i was gonna say not to get too far into it because i know ruby hasn't seen the Aries tour but her speech before champagne problems about it resonating with people and her not like her not knowing if it was going to because she wrote it at a time when like she couldn't perform live because mm-hmm. it was the pandemic even she doesn't know how a song is going to impact people and mm-hmm. when you're listening to it it either hits you full on or at some point in your life it's gonna you're gonna be like oh this is what she meant mm-hmm. Hey everyone, let's take a quick break here just to remind you that if you're enjoying the episode, please give us a rating. It also helps a lot if you share the episode. Alright, now let's get back. She has a song for every occasion. Like every single occasion of the human experience, she has a song for it. The other thing that I realized not too long ago, one reason why some people might not get her is because her music has layers. Her lyrics have like different meanings and stuff and sometimes it takes listening to a song several times in order for it to really hit you and be like oh I get what that lyric is and then it hits you and so it's like more work you know and some people might just want to be slapped in the face with it I don't know that's just what she has those songs too where it just yeah there are some but I get what you mean by that. There's definitely some I on my like tenth listen through. I was like, oh, yeah, exactly. I get it. I also yeah. think just a lot of people have hate towards her because they think that all she writes about is her ex boyfriends. Like, there's that whole thing that the media puts out that that's like all she writes about is just like her ex boyfriends and how she hates them and whatever. But there's so much more that's like not even about love. There's so much more that she writes about that they don't ever mention because they are just trying yeah. to put her in a bad light, right? Plus, like, everyone writes about their exes. Yeah, everybody yeah. does. But for some reason, <laughs> Really She's the don't only one that ever gets hate for it. Insert the man here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every girl is accused of writing about her exes too much or singing about her exes too much or dating around too much. And I don't mm-hmm. see any of that hate towards John Mayer. <laughs> That's the one you had to... <laughs> I mean, he definitely... He sings about his exes all the time. It's okay when men do it, okay? Yeah. That's why I it love the out... man so much. Yeah. And it's such a... 
People never talk about it. It's such a great song. It came up recently. I think they said out of a hundred, I think 184 songs of hers. I think that's how many songs she has. 39 are about her exes. I retweeted that. Yes. And it's it like that's, something like that. Yeah. That's like what two albums? That's not know. a lot of songs. Yeah. Yeah. And that's sprinkled across ten. Yeah. Albums. No, there's so many songs that aren't even about love. No, yeah. they're just about life. Yeah. But yeah, like there's just songs about the life like human experience that aren't even about love or ex-boyfriends in particular and some songs are about murder <laughs> yeah. I, I have no body no crime stuck in my head it's just it lives there now rent free all day i woke up singing it i'm like that's not a good sign when i'm going into the woods in each episode we're planning on doing a quick segment on the Swifty news, but this will normally be towards the beginning of the episode, but today it's at the end. Well, the most recent thing is Taylor was at the playoff game last night. Oh, yeah, that would be. Yeah. Freezing her ass off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did you see her, like, having to rub the glass to be able to see out of it? Yeah. (laughs) I saw the video of her, like, just blowing air, and it was just like, (laughs) So there's a a clip going around of when Travis took his helmet off. There was steam coming off his head just from the wind hitting his head so i work in construction and i tell you like when it's like winter like that when you're sweating it's like steamy like coming off you it's really weird it was crazy actually a player's helmet broke from how because they warm their helmets up on the bench and they talk about how they get soft and he hit another player in the head and his helmet cracked a chunk of it flew off Oh my god. It was crazy. I'm just shocked they didn't wear, like, any sort of, like, long drawn, like, thermal anything. Uh, Is that, like, illegal? did on his head. He did on his head. He talked about it in his podcast, why they don't, and it's because it can restrict their movement and their ability to hold onto the ball, so they tend to avoid wearing long sleeves. I figured it was something about aerodynamics Mm, or something, but not even, like, legs. Like pants? Uh, they wear pants. But like any like sort of thermal underneath? Mm, no, some of them wear like scuba suits. And I was like, okay. that's, that's a little. That would intense. actually that would keep you pretty warm, I think. Yeah. I don't be. know if they do because I know a lot of them need to be able to like bend uh, and mm-hmm. like have the flexibility. Yeah. So I guess it depends on what position you play. Yeah, that's fair. That makes that a lot of sense. sense. Yeah. But I'm just surprised they kept the game. Yeah. The, I love the jacket. The jacket was. Her real jacket. cute yeah. the progression of 87 getting bigger yes they're, they're so cute i love them they actually i, I think them too. someone took a picture they started selling chief shirts with his number but her name on the back really Aww. yeah there's like crop top versions of it i was like i kind of want to buy one even though i'm not a <laughs> city chiefs fan <laughs> how cute. mad will my fiance be if i wear another team shirt <laughs> <laughs> the same colors for Taylor, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not wearing it for the Chiefs. I'm wearing it for Taylor. Exactly. I'm wearing it to have Swift on my back. She was very influential of me buying my jersey because my uh, my jersey is for Brock Purdy and he's number 13. This way I can support Taylor while supporting my team. That is clever. The only other thing that happened semi-recently was the Golden Globes. Oh yeah, the Golden Globes. Yes, go. And her overreacting? Yeah. Don't even get me started. (laughs) Just play the man right here. (laughs) Did you see his like apology or whatever? It wasn't an apology. Yeah, that's why I said or whatever because it was not an apology. Can't take a joke anymore. It was supposed to be marshmallows, right? Because they're softer. 
Yeah. Something like that. That's when the entire room is reacting that way. It's a you problem, sir. It's not a them problem. Okay. Harrison Ford looked ready to flip a table. I don't think there was a single person who looked comfortable or like actually laughed genuinely in that room. Yeah, I think they like I've seen videos of they did. I could it was so clearly a laugh track and it was just so embarrassing. Like I watched there's like TikToks of like uh montages of all the celebrities' reactions and they're just all about not a single person thought it was funny so it's like why are you not just doing a genuine apology read the room it was not funny they should have not played the laugh track because they made it worse when they would pan around the room while playing the laugh track and no <laughs> was one was so clearly laughing or smiling so <laughs> right people have their head in their hands and a laugh track is playing you're making it worse. When everyone just silently stares at you or just sips a drink or, you know, just nobody's laughing. Everyone's just stone cold face. And then there's just this very clearly laughing track in the background as it pans over. I'm just like, that was so embarrassing for you. And then oh my God. to turn around and just call them all marshmallows. How is that going to make it any better? Like I've seen so many videos come out recently of people like coming up with better jokes that would have actually been funny for both the Barbie joke and the yeah. Taylor Swift joke. The and there's so joke. many better examples of things that actually would have been funny. I was like, damn, if he had said that with the yeah. right delivery, it would have been funny, but this was just not funny. His delivery was also terrible, but the yeah. Barbie yeah. joke, everyone's like, that was written by a seven-year-old. It really was. Like, yeah. boobies? Boobies, really? Barbie joke was inexcusable. You just wanted to just say so the word boobies. Apparently. On television. <laughs> like, to say that about a movie that, what did it gross? Like, over a billion dollars, and you're yeah. gonna reduce it to that? It's just so disgusting. It was also, like, the most nominated movie. Yeah! Like, the Golden Globes. Like, and the entire cast was there because of nominations about this hugely successful movie, and you're just going to reduce it to right. that when Oppenheimer is also a huge movie of the year. Yeah. But to mm-hmm. say a bunch of nice things about that movie and then just completely shit on the other movie, like, it's very clear that you just don't like women. Like, play the man. Let them make a joke, but I don't want to trigger everybody's device. So, device, play the man. His entire little set at the beginning was just tell me you hate women without telling me <laughs> women. That's all it was the view also saying that she should have just smiled i know oh my god i just, I just want to quote the jokes weren't funny i literally lost it with when i saw that watch as a woman the jokes weren't funny <laughs> I am over fake laughing for men that think they're funny and it's just a dig at women. I don't know. We should yeah. not be laughing. Props to every single person in that room because... That was awkward. Surprised nothing was thrown at him or like he wasn't just pulled <laughs> off the stage or something. Harrison I'm Ford surprised nobody to. started a scene. Yeah. Like It's crazy that Harrison everybody just Ford sat there silently. To. He looked to his wife. If you look at the clip, he looks at his wife like, can I? Please. <laughs> Like, props to every single person for keeping the composure and keeping it together and not causing yeah. a scene. I don't yeah. know how Ryan Gosling did it either, because he looked ready he to looked yeah, ready he looked, to fight. He looked mad. <laughs> he was ready to throw hands he was so proud of that movie like he loved making that movie if you watch any of the interviews like he is ken like he made a christmas version of the ken song like he loved 
I'm like, Greta looked so disappointed. Margot looked like the whole, <laughs> the internet's going to tear you apart, sir. She knew. Yeah, she was just like, we don't even got to say nothing. We're just going to let this clip find the yeah. internet and it'll do the rest. <laughs> like Taylor was the one that had the least reaction out of everybody in the room. And she's yeah. the one getting the most hate. It's ridiculous. A sip of her drink. Yeah, she took a sip of her drink when those other people (laughs) had flawed, like, facial reactions and everything else. And, yeah, she was getting And she didn't know that it was going to pan to her, too. The fact it did after the joke was, they literally were like, oh, yeah, the Golden Globes doesn't have as many cutaways to Taylor. And then immediately, the joke's so even more not funny because you just immediately did the thing that you said you guys didn't do. If I was in that room, I would have needed a sip of alcohol, too, to get through that show. Right? I didn't blame her for taking a sip of her drink. I was, I'm sure she was like, I wish I got a double because it's gonna I'm be a long night. She didn't night. just like completely down the entire thing in one sip because that's what I would have done. I would have been like, yeah. chug. Lord knows, I felt like I needed a drink after hearing what the jokes were. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> terrible. And then the Grammys are coming up. I can't wait to see what her outfit is gonna be. I'm so excited. Very We're excited. very. Can we much also in, like, quickly talk about the, the fact that debutation is kind of happening right now? Oh, that's what I was about to say. That. Okay, yeah. That her outfit for the Golden Globes was very reputation. And I think she had, I didn't get to see what her jewelry was last night, but people are speculating she had something on. It was reputation themed because usually her jewelry is different. Well, I've somewhat. just seen a lot of people saying that her current outfits have been both like debut and reputation sort of yeah. COVID. Like it's giving debutation. Like, I think she's, yeah. I think she knows what she's doing and she's trying to she's make confused. Music people. <laughs> Which one? Device, well, some people are theorizing they drop them both. Yeah, that is a theory going around. Drop everything now. A double drop would be insane. Yeah. It would break the internet. If it did drop at the same time, which one are you listening to first? Reputation. Reputation. Okay, same. I saw that question and I was like, is that even a question? Reputation! What do you mean? <laughs> Come on. And they jump over to listen to our song and then jump back to Reputation, yeah, but like, no. I need the vault tracks. I need it. I don't know if, like, when it comes out if I should start from the beginning and listen to everything or just skip right to the vault tracks and then go back and listen to the rest. So when I... Speak Now came out, I, uh, mm-hmm. I listened to Electric Touch and castles crumbling and then i went back and listened to everything else because i love fallout boy and i love Haley williams so i was like i need to listen to these two songs right now i've been doing it in order for each like i want to but i'm just gonna be so anxious to get to the vault tracks i don't know if i could do that but we'll see We'll see how I feel when it actually drops. If I see the titles of the vault tracks and the titles look very intriguing, then I'm just going to skip to the vault tracks first. I'm also very anxious about the Reputation Taylor's version, the original songs, because, you know, Reputation means so much to me. So it's like, I'm I'm super anxious about it because I love the versions. The production needs to be similar. I love the versions that exist already. So it's it's the one I'm most anxious about. There needs Um, to be good bass and ready for it or I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, I'm also super anxious about the cover. Oh my god, I can't wait to see the cover. That's why I really wanted her to announce it already because I love that cover so much. That's my favorite cover by far. I have faith that it's going to be better I hope than the so. original. I've, because so she's far, done it thus far, right? Yeah. So far, yeah. I've liked so, all the all her versions better than the original cover-wise. I have faith that she knows how much people love this album and 
is going to do it justice. I'm having faith. I just hope one of the vault tracks is that mix of uh, don't blame me and look what you made me do because I need oh, it. Yes. I need oh, it. That would be awesome. I saw someone say like, what if she dropped like a sample of the voicemail in the vault track song? Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I'm like getting so uh, excited about the vault tracks. Well, the Time Magazine article pretty much brought it back. Yep. So ready for it. I'm not ready for we it. We can get into more of those details in other episodes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think that's all the like recent stuff. I was gonna go check Twitter and make sure. Oh, know. and she posted it taylor nation posted that picture <gasps> oh my god yeah with her arms up the arms, and the and only the time people have been able too. to figure it yeah the only time people have been able to picture like to point it out was with the reputation tour i saw a comment under that that someone said it's right before she falls during midnight rain oh so interesting. it could be that like another midnight's nod because it's her it's still on like the midnight stuff because she switched back after 1989 right oh well taylor nation is still 1989 pictures but like taylor isn't right she's on midnight back to midnight oh this picture uh the first 13th of the year okay yeah that's what i thought oh yeah it was a make-a-wish one she posted a picture of her doing a like a y with her arms and then taylor nation said it's the first 13th of the year make-a-wish or something like that right they Um, also recently did the karma cup again yes and that was very exciting because we all know what that was hinting at the Mm -hmm. two thumbs and the one of them is for 1989 and one of them is for reputation reputation and we got the 1989 one it's on the 8th august yep which yeah. is the eighth month it's on yeah, the, that was it's announced on the it. 8th which is august we got the announcement in august mm-hmm. and then the reputation one is on two yeah so we all assume it's february but they reposted that which is really suspicious suspicious it's a really oh, weird time to post it too. Yeah, there was also the jelly shoes post. Yeah, that I was yeah. Like, I was like, I what no is this one about? about? Uh, yeah. So I looked it up when it first came out, and jelly shoes were popular in the eighties. And I was like, well, we already got nineteen eighty nine. Mm-hmm. so i don't think it's alluding to that but i was wondering if maybe it was alluding to debut hmm. we were being young that could be very wrong but she's in like her 1989 sort of look in that picture yeah. too, they right? were also kind of still popular in the 90s too uh in the picture it looks like she has short hair and like yeah it's like the 1989 vibe yeah that one threw me off i have no idea it's so <laughs> what that one's for I don't it means something possibly maybe she just did it to throw us off yeah it looks like the most recent news was her singing to her own song at the the game last night and mm-hmm. dancing to the oh i forget what the song is called i think it's called swag surf oh okay. when she was like, like the, no, you need to like calm down yeah that's the song uh, the Chiefs play when they need to get hyped up. They didn't oh. really need to get hyped up last night. They were they were winning the entire mm. game. But like, so did they win? The song. Yeah, they won. Okay. They the won. other they team only scored once. <laughs> oh, I just realized she's sitting next to Mama Kelsey. Yeah, they're so cute. I was trying to see her jewelry, but I can't see it. Oh my god, I just saw the gif of her leaving with uh, Travis. And it's so cute the, how she looks up at him. He's like a bodyguard to her. I mean... There's a guy on TikTok who does videos as if he's one of Taylor's uh, bodyguard team and he talks about the first time when Travis kind of like he claims he didn't push her when he like gently glides the bodyguard oh, away man. to let Taylor out of the car mm-hmm. it's really funny yeah I can't see any of her jewelry from last night there's All like right. no good pictures of her hands or arms mostly because she was bundled up 
<laughs> mm -hmm. I don't believe yeah. her. The last jewelry that I saw was the snake ring. It doesn't look like she has any gloves. And her nails are done. I just can't see what color they are. They're either silver or gold. They're a really light color, whatever they are. So apparently Travis commented on a picture of Taylor and Brittany. And he said, who's the hottie wearing number 87? He, you can tell he loves her. So he is just like hyping her up so much. I love it for her. Who deserves a man it's that's gonna so hype great. her up? They yeah. hype each other up and it's yeah. great because it it's awesome. they're both secure in their own careers mm -hmm. that they don't need to not bring it up or anything. But he he's like a puppy. I watch his podcast. <laughs> sometimes he's retriever energy. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> they uh they mic up the players once in a while and whenever he's mic'd up it's hilarious. So next time we should be talking about the reputation anticipation wear your clown makeup definitely uh come back and listen to that next week like follow subscribe follow us on our other socials thank you for listening to talking swift our version we hope you enjoyed diving deep into the taylor swift universe with us remember the conversation doesn't stop here connect with us on social media to share your thoughts theories and favorite taylor swift moments at talking swift on instagram threads and tiktok and at talking swift ov on x you can email us at talking swift our version at gmail.com if you enjoyed this episode be sure to share and rate it every rate and share helps support us so that we can keep doing what we love doing providing you with swifty content thank you for being a part of the talking swift family talk to you next week